Many of you know that the short session uh, starts tomorrow. And we have joining us Delegate John McGuire, who is the delegate from the beautiful 56th District, Fluvanna, Goochland, Buckingham County, Appomattox, Cumberland, beautiful part of our state. Good morning, Delegate McGuire. Hey, good morning, Karen. Thanks for having me on this morning. Oh, my pleasure. So talk about what you see as a head uh, for this session, maybe some bills that you're thinking about, looking at, introducing. Sure. Well, this is a short session, so it's 45 days. Uh, so every other year you have a, a long session, 60 days. Uh, and then this year, of course, is a short session, 45 days. You know, we're trying to uh, continue our, uh, to fix some of the things that were done under one-party rule. Um, so we've got a lot, a lot of work to do in Virginia and, uh, you know, to make it the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Um, so one of, the, one of the big concerns right now is American people, Virginians, we've lost our trust in the election system. You know, during the pandemic, they used that as an excuse to change election law. And so people just don't trust it. So one of the things I'm doing is I've got a bill to eliminate the drop boxes. Uh, we just don't need it. Uh, I mean, at the time, it might have seemed necessary to some, but the pandemic's over. And we need to go back to where we were with election integrity. There's no chain of custody on those ballots with those drop boxes. So, so we're getting rid of that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we want to, you know, we have a Hyde Amendment at the federal level, which means we don't use taxpayer dollars uh, to pay for abortions. Uh, so why can't we have it at the state level? So I've got a bill to uh, make it to outlaw using taxpayer dollars for abortions at the state level. Uh, life is precious. It's a miracle. And it begins at conception. And, you know, we just should not be using taxpayer dollars for that. I've also got a big part of the uh, 2021 campaign with Governor Youngkin was when Terry McCullough uh, spoke the uh, unspoken truth when he said that parents should have no say in how we educate children. Well, I think that rallied moms, suburban moms all over Virginia. So I've got a parental rights bill that basically uh, improves transparency with regard to teachers, students, and parents. And I think that's going to be really popular. I've got another bill that I really like. It's a CTE sign-in day. And basically, it makes the fourth Wednesday of every April uh, CTE, Career Technical Education, sign-in day, and it gives guidelines for a public-private partnership. So children will have an opportunity to sign a contract and have a job in the community the day they graduate. So, we, you know, our children should be number one, and we're doing our things to make sure that's the case. Well, I think that's great on the CTE because we do not have enough people who are going into some of these technical fields. And there was a mantra that every single person had to go to college. And I think college is great. My kids have gone to college. But I also think that we need to see I, – I, I was talking yesterday about the heroes that came to my house on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day who were my HVAC people when my pipe burst. And I was very thankful that – People were willing to do that kind of work and do that work because I certainly needed them. So I noticed that you are running for state Senate in the 10th, I guess, District 10. And in your campaign, you say, let's un-California Virginia. What do you mean by that? So under one party rule, Eileen Philicorn tried to out California, uh, California. Uh, and I'll give you an example. You know, I've been saying for eight months, we need to un-California Virginia. And my wife, Tracy, my best friend, called me up the other day and said, well, probably about a month ago, and said, Governor Youngkin just said on Fox News, we need to un-California Virginia. 
I've been saying it for about a year. And what I mean, why should legislators in California tell Virginians what we're going to do? We didn't we didn't elect those folks. And so it came out in the news that California is going to get rid of fossil fuels, gasoline, diesel by 2035. Well, because of laws passed under Eileen Philicorn, Virginia has to do the same thing. So we are going to try to roll that back this year. We may not get it with the Democrat state senate this year but we're going to make a step in that direction but we've got to win we've got to maintain the house of delegates this year and we've got to win the uh, republican majority of the state senate so that we can get rid of those ridiculous rules that tie us to california we're talking to delegate john mcguire republican for the 56th district i'm karen michael in for john reed so the 230 million dollar proposal from Governor Yonkin relating to mental health and assistance with that. I, I talked yesterday about you know tragedy struck my neighborhood. I've, we've now had our third youth commit suicide on my tiny 0.1 block area, and it's just absolutely gut wrenching. I mean, we are just not providing the services to our community that need to be done with mental health. There just there's no access to it. What efforts are you going to make, or do you think that that $230 million proposal will get passed, or, or what will, do you think it will look like in the end? Well, I, I think it's great that we have a governor that takes that seriously. Uh, during the pandemic, obviously, you know, we were making, we were sounding the alarms and making noise about masks on kids and a lot of the decisions they've made. And so this year, I think we're going to make a lot of decisions that are going to eliminate that. That money is going to go to counselors and, you know, basically, uh, programs that are going to help with mental health, and it's a real big deal. If you think about our sheriff departments, their job is to keep our community safe, but they have this ECOTDO thing where they're basically, for lack of a better term, babysitting folks with maybe mental health, whereas law enforcement have some training on that, but that's not exactly their expertise. So we're hoping to use this money to hire more mental health professionals so that a deputy can hand uh, that person off and go back to protecting our communities. So that money, that money is going to be used in many different ways to try to solve that problem. So last time, well, one of the times I did John's show, I had a chief of police on the show who talked about how they will arrest somebody on one of those temporary orders, and they mm-hmm. will go to the hospital, and the officer will sit handcuffed to the bed with that person for 72 hours because there's no bed for this person, and then they'll just let him go. And that's basically how we're tr- how we've been handling these mental health crises. And you can just and then we wonder why we're getting the outcomes that we get with crime and suicide and those kinds of things. So I hope that that will at least there'll be I'm, we're probably not going to get all two hundred thirty million dollars. But I can't imagine that that's not a bipartisan issue that we wouldn't all want to provide mental health. Is there an issue with the Democrats that they don't want that level of support for mental health? Well, it's nonsensical. I mean, obviously, they're saying they want to uh, solve mental health problems all the time. So we'll find out. Talk is cheap. And we'll see what happens over the next 45 days. So one of the things that people like suburban moms like me, we do worry about guns. And while guns is a little bit of a touchy topic with Republicans and Democrats, the, the man at Walmart who went and shot up his coworkers bought a gun that day. And... Has Virginia, is there any consideration for some semblance of a waiting period at all for 
some people who are in a crisis and make impulsive decisions that day to do something and there's no waiting period or no back, you know, time to kind of pause? Has that been taken into consideration or what are Republicans even thinking about with respect to any changes in gun laws? No, we haven't gotten on that discussion yet. For me, I am a strong proponent of the Second Amendment because, uh, to me, it's a national defense issue, and it's your God-given right to protect yourself, your family, and your children. And we already have mechanisms in place that if you you see something, say something. But I'm I'm against red flag laws because they can be used on a witch hunt. And so, whereas it is tragic. Uh, that, you know, we have these shootings. Uh, we just got to keep an eye on each other. I think about uh, Chicago has the strictest gun laws possible in any city, and they have more gun deaths than any other city. And so I think that, uh, to me, I think that, uh, the, you know, Texas, for example, you know, people are armed probably more on a regular basis than other cities, and they have less problems. So beyond the General Assembly, I would like you just to talk quickly about your SEAL program, which sounds like a terrific program, and I just would love for you to just tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yes, uh, so in September, we're going to celebrate 25 years of helping men and women become stronger, healthier, and more confident. It's a team-based outdoor fitness class. It's a place of respect. We have a 320-pound mother, lost 160 pounds, ran a half marathon, We have nine young men who became Navy SEALs in the last five years. I just flew to a graduation in California. They had 175 men. Only one guy graduated. And when I was at the graduation, this big guy with a beard came up to me and said, Instructor McGuire, you trained me for years when I was on the Henrico County SWAT team. And he said, that's my son you helped train. And so um, it's about respect. We put our differences aside and work as a team, and that's what we use in the General Assembly to solve problems. And, uh, gosh, I mean, we have two women in flight school, and it's just an alternative to a gym. There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. So we're outdoors, fresh air, working as a team, doing push-ups, sit-ups, and paddling boats across the James River. Almost 25 years, I love it. That That's fantastic. And one of the things over on New Year's Eve that just – annoyed me was when Jill Biden was giving her New Year's Eve address. She said, stay healthy and get your vaccine, your flu vaccine. I thought, we have more problems than a flu vaccine. We have an obesity rate in America that is astonishing, higher than any other civilized country. And yet this is the first thing you're focusing on. We closed gyms and we opened up our ABC stores, which I that's fine to open up the ABC, but you closed your gyms because that wasn't important. And now we are just physically not well. And so programs like yours, hopefully will encourage more physical fitness, which is really the solution to our health issues, is having people. Oh, yeah. I think if you keep fitness fun, you're going to stick with it, and you're going to do more with the team. But, you know, one day a high school football coach asked me to help teach his football team leadership. And, of course, we're a small part of it. They won a state championship. And then another high school won a state championship. Next thing you know, we're training Penn State, Texas, MIT. And about a month ago, I trained the University of Southern California. So it's a fitness program that has branched off into corporate team building, uh, motivational speaking, and leadership training. And, of course, I wasn't busy enough. I'm in the General Assembly. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, Delegate John McGuire, all the best to you. Republican from the 56th District, thank you for joining us this morning. God bless you. Bye-bye.